Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Victoria Rader. Victoria is a possibility coach and founder of You To Shine. Homeschooling mom turned top 1% realtor turned doctor of metaphysics, Victoria equips her clients with spiritual practices, success principles, energy healing modalities, and practical applications to live a full life of prosperity, fulfillment, and joy. She takes you on a journey of authentic power, possibility, probability, and profitability. And I am so excited to have you on the show, Victoria. Welcome. Angel, thank you so much for having me. I think we'll have a fantastic time. I am sure. Before we started to talk to one another here for the listening audience, we were sharing that we were both in the real estate business. And so I want to start our time together, Victoria, just really asking you, because you and I, it seems, had some kind of a similar journey. I want to ask you, do you do you think that you were actually spiritually tuned in, metaphysically tuned in as a child? Do you have recollection of that? Or was this something that happened much further down the road for you? I was very spiritually in tuned as a child. I grew up in a country that did not believe in those two words in the Soviet Union. <laughs> there was nothing <laughs> spiritual or in tune. And so by the time I was a teen, I was for the fun of it, kind of doing astrological readings, cards. There are no tarot cards that you could buy, Oracle, non-existent, you know, no internet to Google. So I was just taking the regular card decks and scanning the energy, doing coffee mugs, you name it, just kind of that, that passion was trying to find an expression. I now have come to realize that all it was is ability to see people for who they are mm -hmm. and maybe scan the probability of where they were going and offer it to them as a choice. Mm, I love that. I love that. So Victoria, you do have a PhD as well. And I'd love to hear more about that journey for you because you know, for many of us, we have been along a very interesting path to get to where we are now. So I'd love to hear, was that something that was a choice of yours that you went that direction to get a PhD? Or was that something that was expected of you by your culture, your family, your people that were around you, your society? Was that an expectation that you felt like you had to fulfill? That was, for me, the fastest way to find the answers to the questions that I had being very successful in the short period of time that I got into real estate. You know, I got in real estate during the recession, became top 1% within the first two years of being in real estate. Some things seemed to be so simple to me, and I shifted into business coaching. And what I've noticed is that 
incredibly capable, driven, motivated people were running into these invisible walls. And I wanted to know why and how remove those walls. And so that's kind of got me on, okay, what is this whole subconscious mind thing? And how do we work with it? So I've gotten into a couple modalities that taught me and that guided me to metaphysics, which is just a big word for one of the aspects of philosophy that studies possibility of creating reality of your choosing. That's in a nutshell what possibility of what metaphysics is. It takes quantum physics, marries it off to God, great overall designer, universe, spirit, whatever rocks your boat, Mm -hmm. that thing. (laughs) And then it gives you the answers of of showing that, you know, as within, so without. Whatever Mm -hmm. we are vibing, whether we're aware of it or not, we're Mm -hmm. seeing reflected back to us. So Mm -hmm. it was finding answers, finding answers. Why are these people that are truly smarter than I am, more capable than I am. I'm not as successful. Yeah, beautiful. So tell us a little bit about your journey out of Russia, if you're open to sharing that. Like what brought you to the US and was that part of your like metaphysical journey or was there something else behind that? So I was born in Ukraine. And of course, at this time, (laughs) the choice of words, I'm going to tap for trigger of Russia right now. I'll do a little mini healing being Ukrainian. But part of the Soviet Union that I was born into was Ukraine. And I came six years after the Soviet Union fell apart. Ukraine did become independent and the Iron Curtain fell and we could travel. I actually first came as an exchange student to Santa Barbara College. I was 16, had a wonderful time going to college. I came to help my friend who was struggling with anorexia due to culture shock. So came as a friend, went to school, went back home, got into the university. And then at long story short, ended up marrying one of my law professors, who is my husband now of 27 years, who made a very non-romantic proposal after traveling to see me every two months. He said, honey, it's cheaper for me to marry you than it is to come and visit you. So there you go. (laughs) Um, So I came permanently because, you know, because uh, because I was cheaper as a wife than as as a date. As a travel date. I love that. As a travel date. I love that. Well, you know, we are in an interesting time. And I want to honor the fact that the people in your homeland are in a major upheaval of their lives right now. And so I am curious, as a metaphysician, what are you seeing as you see into the possibilities and the probabilities? I don't know whether this is part of your magic and your medicine. I I know you work with individuals, but In my work, often I am also seeing global patterns and global currents, and my clients often, their work is also world work, right? So I am curious what you see and what you would like to maybe share, because we have have downloads in Ukraine and we have downloads in Russia. If you want to say something in Russian, feel free. (laughs) You know, I think it's just a, a phenomenal framework the question creates a phenomenal framework. You know, first of all, I actually work with audiences and groups, and that does bring into the global aspect because we all share what I refer to as common conscious beliefs. We call them stereotypes. That's fine. There is a basics for stereotype. Basics for stereotype is a certain genetic pattern of thinking. That's my understanding of it. 
And so I'm going to say something that I understand to be true, that maybe somebody is not ready to hear as the truth. And so I want to honor your journey. But what I believe is that in any relationship, whether individual or global, the victim and the predator co-create the relationship through deep subconscious programming. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to only talk about me and my people and Russian people at this moment and simplify it to the levels of empowerment that you can then apply into your own life. Mm-hmm. So I see there are three basic levels of empowerment, which is the first one is I am powerless. So to feel power, I have to find something outside of me. I have to go get it. I don't have it inside. I'm going to go get it. That's going to make me more powerful, whether it is in your individual life or in this case, will take the Putin's paradigm in order for me to be greater, in order for me to be more, you know, more powerful. I'm going to go annex Ukraine back into the fold. Same concept. Now, that's a predator belief that comes from complete powerlessness. So powerlessness hides as seeking for fulfillment outside of you, then what is the part of, if you would say, a victim mentality or allowing for on Ukrainian side? Well, Ukrainians have this genetic deep belief, I'm going to die for freedom. I'm going to fight for freedom. That's the second level of empowerment, which is I'm going to protect what I have. Mm -hmm. And so you're looking at, I'm going to go get what I don't have, powerlessness to I'm going to protect what I have, which is power hunger. You put the two together and you create a very, in this case, a very bloody, horrible conflict. And in a nutshell, we as humanity are learning that you do not need to protect what is rightfully yours, which is the power that flows through you. Mm -hmm. And so you go from life happens to me, to life happens for me, to life happens through me. So I can be free without needing to defend it. It's a huge conscious shift that I think we're globally experiencing. Mm -hmm. And in this case, we're watching it, you know, as a very violent conflict. And and it's very emotional to me. I've lost family members, my, you know, classmates. And so there's a a lot of space for for personal healing. And so I'm not saying these things flippantly or... Mm -hmm you know, as anything that I don't believe. Yeah. Well, condolences on any losses that you have experienced. And I'm just really grateful that you were willing to go there and, and answer the question and answer it so beautifully because, you know, it's true from my experience as well, that there's the victim perpetrator rescuer triangle. And the only way to dismantle that is, you know, one of those legs of the triangle has to resolve itself into something other than what it has been running. So from a personal level, Victoria, how are you navigating for yourself and maybe helping your family members as well and relatives to go through the process of healing and transmuting the aspects that you may carry in your lineage? Yeah, I think that the biggest lesson I probably have come to learn as an individual that I've had plenty of opportunity to learn to accept death fully and completely as a miracle contributing to life. Mm -hmm. 
And I believe that is not only a genetic and global lesson, but coinciding individual lesson. You know, I've witnessed death and dying since a very early age. I've had some culminating years where in 2013, I've lost 11 very close family members and or clients, you know, where every month there was a death. And I was, I referred to that year as really understanding the meaning of life and how death frames it. And so I think it's very important as a beginning of healing for all of us to understand the importance, the acceptance and the, and the miracle of death, mm -hmm. and to understand that sometimes healing is death. And it's so important for us as, as society, because if you look at the biological functioning, because I truly believe that as within, so without. So what's happening in the society also happens within our body. The rejection of death causes our bodies to interfere with the process of apoptosis, which is a cellular death, decay and dying. And that leads to development of cancer. Mm. We're so afraid of death and we are rejecting it to such a degree that our bodies are disallowing the intercellular death. And mm. so that that we fear most, we usher, you know. So I think that's been the greatest healing a path for me to really sit in the concept of death and then to understand that the grief that comes with it creates an immense space in my heart for the joy of being alive mm. and just rededicate every breathing moment instead of where I first found myself with survivor guilt to say, maybe today I'll live for my client Dawn mm. who crossed the veil because of stage four cancer. Maybe today, you know, and just, yeah. Beautiful. I love it. Well, we are already at the break, Victoria, and I'm sure our listeners around the world are really being opened and activated in new ways by your framing of the whole experience of death and how it can be your informer. That's a line from Carlos Castaneda's work is let death be your informer. So beautiful. Well, we are at the break. Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help. And if you are enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content, help a gal out, and let your mothers, sisters, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so we can serve them too. I'm really excited to celebrate that we have listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing in 103 countries now, including Ukraine and Russia. So we're going to shout out today to our listeners in Ukraine, in Russia, and in Washington, D.C., where Victoria is. And we will be right back with Victoria Rader. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by The Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, The Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by Women in Transition, Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life 
of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Victoria Rader. And where you can find out more about Victoria is at moneyquiz.me, moneyquiz.me. So now we're going to dive in, Victoria, to how you actually dedicate your life, right? You allow death to be your informer to dedicate your life to helping your clients. Why don't you tell us a little bit about What's going on here with moneyquiz.me and what does money have to do with success principles, profitability? Obviously, money has to do with profitability, but what does money have to do maybe even with death? You know, I loved that quote that you used about death being an informer because I'm going to tally up and say money is an informer. <laughs> That's what it is. You know, so what does money have to do with our life in general? Pretty much everything because it informs us about so much and not the amount of it. Notice, not the amount of it that informs us about anything, but your emotional bond with the money, your ease of working with the money. Money is energy. And just like our blood flows through us, you know, and just like the water is the biological life on the planet, cash flows through us and it is the economic bloodline on the planet. So I think the basic information about us as human species is how we relate to money. Now, money also happens to be related to the, I call them possibility centers. They're referred to as chakras in Eastern tradition, right? But I call them as possibility centers because there are seven energy centers within us that are open to infinite possibilities if we just understand how to turn them on and let them flow. And the root chakra, the possibility for prosperity, has to do with survival emotionally and money practically. So the quiz you know, the money quiz.me is just the first step on this journey of discovering what's your emotional mode of healing with working with money is. Is it is it value? Is it compassion? And is it simplicity? And then it takes you to the three universal laws that you would benefit the most from learning and equipping yourselves with. So that's kind of that. I love that. Money's informer. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I want to ask you also, what's going to happen when they take the quiz? Is this like a short quiz, few questions, and they're going to get an answer? Help our listeners to get excited about the idea yeah. of taking this money quiz. It's it's very fun. It is short enough, you know, the, the world of the ADHD enjoyment, we're all aware. That it's pictures, it's funky pictures. You take the quiz and it tells you what your emotional money healing mode is. As you understand what your emotional money healing mode is, then it introduces you to the three universal laws that by learning about and equipping yourself with, you can start the journey mm. of prosperity. while truly being on the journey of spiritual growth and enlightenment, which I believe is one and the same. Right. So what's really interesting to me right now that's coming to ask you is this idea of spiritual growth and prosperity. When somebody, when a client comes to do work with you, 
who has a particular emotional mode, what happens when they're finished with the work with you relative to their material experience as well as their spiritual experience? I think the very first step is, you know, I say, I just actually finished the amazing business program I was doing about this very topic. Angels, I'm not surprised you were guided to ask it <laughs> at all. And so what, you know, what we were talking about is that the lack of money is not a problem. A lot of people cannot solve the problems because they are misunderstanding the symptom of a problem for the problem. Oh, that's big. I want you to say that again. Our uh -huh. listeners definitely need to hear yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, if you misunderstand the symptom of the problem for the problem, you cannot solve it. You can temporarily numb it. So if I am sick and I have a fever, I can take Tylenol. I have not healed the cause. I numbed the symptom. And so we are in a society where we are assuming that not having money is the problem. And so we're solving a symptom and we can temporarily solve it and be like, well, that must have been it. But not having money always has been and always will be a symptom of an underlying problem. So when we find the underlying problem and we heal slash shift that problem, we resolve it. The money as a symptom resolves itself naturally. And it is a huge mindset shift, right? A huge, and I, I've come to, you know, years ago, you will have appreciation for that years ago. I've just heard so many people talk about mindset, mindset, mindset. Mm. I'm a girl for whom English is the third language, not even second. I mm. sit down and I say, wait a minute, mindset, but it's not set in stone. So it's a set of something. What is a set off? And so I've developed this set of mental faculties that make up your mindset. So when you want to learn to shift your mindset, we're going to look into six mental faculties, intuition, imagination, perception, memory, reason, and will. We're going to find which one of the faculties is hiding the problem, solve for that problem, shift the mindset. And then the money resolves. Oh, my God. This is so beautiful. So I want to, because I know many of our listeners are entrepreneurs. Many of our listeners are entrepreneurs. And the familiar refrain in the entrepreneurial space, and I've been in this personal and professional development space for 15 years after a 20-plus year career in real estate, one of the most familiar refrains is you can solve the problem of not having the money by going and making sales, or you can solve the problem of not having money by borrowing against credit cards, or you can solve the problem of not having money by going and investing in a coach and asking your neighbors to give you the money to do that. And so I would love to hear what you, and, and those are all numbing. They're all numbing. So I want our listeners to hear that if you are on one of the things I talked to about myself with clients and so forth is being on credit card life support. If your business is on credit card life support, you know it, right? You know it. So mm -hmm. I would highly recommend that they take the moneyquiz.me and get into your queue to have some conversations with you. I'd love to hear before we close, and we've only got a few minutes left, a success story that you would like to share about a particular client 
and if you could tell us where they were at when they came to you and what has happened as a result of working with you, that would be great. Let me pick the client that that two of them are actually standing by and and I'm going to I'm going to share a very vulnerable success story. How about that? Perfect. Yes, yes, I do have my one of my for those for who are impressed by numbers, my the number one business owner in Mozambique is a wonderful client and we're solving his $430 million business to become a 650. Here we go. If numbers matter, we've settled it. Mm-hmm. Now the genuine success story to me, mm-hmm. my brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My brother, who because of the so many papers fell through, I've been in the U.S. for 27 years. I'm a citizen. My parents are citizen. He is on DACA, renewing his status over and over and over again. It's very hard to get a job, any job. He's a phenomenal author. He writes book, book after book after book. Anybody who's written books know you don't make money writing books. That's just the hidden fact of money. But, you know, and so he and his wife, he Past path to citizenship. If you marry an American, you become citizen. He falls in love with a Brazilian student 10 years ago. They got married. They have a beautiful baby. They're living on this minimal status with minimal income. They're making very little money, but they are following the basic steps, the basic formula 70-10-10. Live on 70% no matter what you make. And I can tell you, they probably made less than any listener. Mm. They go through this for three years. And this year, 2022, the hottest real estate market year, they buy their little condo. They close on their little condo on an income that barely qualifies them while having savings, while building business within the minimalistic logistics that they're allowed to do it legally. Mm. To me, in another four years, because the money cycle is seven years, in another four years, they will be millionaires. They will be interviewed. They will be an overnight success. Mm. But the success happened within three years of very simple following the strategies in Prosper Me book, the laws, the application, and the discipline. And if anybody's triggered by the word discipline, it's just being a divine disciple, disciple of the divine. There we go. Divine disciple. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that story, Victoria. That was a beautiful story. And, you know, obviously, listeners, Victoria has incredible depth and an incredible number of gifts that she brings to the table. So we're going to definitely encourage you to find out more about her and take the quiz at moneyquiz.me. We also love feedback. So please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. And we'll have that number for you in the show notes. We'll have Victoria's link for you in the show notes. You can also send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode 
at wickedlysmartwomen.com.